0: Love Talk Radio
1: Excuse me uh. Yes sir I understand but Do you actually have the word yes In your vocabulary I guess it started when I was a kid If you said I couldn't do it I did i always had a stubborn streak Put a wall in front of me And I'll find a way to get around it There was a friend who said I'd never make the team A lot of small town talk that said I'd never leave Oh, and you know who you are You all played a part in pushing me on to my dreams No, pack it up and get back home. It kept me going. Behind the desk He said, sorry what you got I just don't get Oh, but here I am today Standing on this stage And I wonder even now If he gets it, yeah I want to thank everyone Who ever told me no Pack it up and get back home It keeps me going nowhere And get back home, boy It kept me going Knowing I would prove them wrong Yeah, I knew it all along Without them I'd have given up a long time ago And so I want to thank everyone who ever told me no me no. We'll get back to you on that fun just to, to keep trying. I just, you know, I'm not sure that you actually look like a star.
2: Just want to thank everyone that told me no, and I do want to thank everyone that told me no, because they are the reason that I'm here tonight. This is Off The Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and what a night we are going to have. This hour is going to fly. That I have already invited the guest back, and you'll understand why once we get started. And I want to thank each of you, ladies and gentlemen, both my guests and, and the um, the listeners of the show, because of you all, this show has been over 200 countries, and we have reached over 200,000 listeners on daily basis. I could not do it without you. And as, as I tell you every day, this is not my show. It is your show, and I appreciate it so, so much. Y'all have been so supportive about this show through everything that I have been through that I am very, very humble. Now, there's two ways you can get on the show. You can come on as a guest. Or you can run an ad on the show, and I'm not in it to make a lot of money. I charge 10 bucks for 30 days. There's two ways to run the ad. You can do it as an MP3 format, or you can do it, send it to me, and I'll read it. Contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com, and I'll tell you how to do both. And with that being said, I want to welcome our sponsor, author Diane Moat. She has a new book out in her Sam Holden series. Sam Holden is our favorite vigilante. The third in the series has just been released, and it's called Dog Bones. Sam's quest to avenge abused animals is threatened when the AI comes after her on one side, and the commissioner wants her dead on the other side. Will her double life be exposed? Will she be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Mote everywhere ebooks are sold. And if you haven't started the series yet, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to Amazon under Kindle and look up Dog Gone and start with that. It is free right now. Dog, Dog Bones and Dog Gone by author Diane Mote. J. Traveler Pelton has a new book out called The Infant Conspiracy. It is also available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook. It starts a few years after the book Rebooting the Oberlin's Left Off. Noel and Violet Oberlin spent their adult careers working special assignments for the U.S. government. After 40 years of espionage, all they wanted was a peaceful retirement in the country. But as it seemed that dream might happen, an unplanned series of events forced their overachieving adult children to return home. All four of them were driven out of their homes by different aspects of a government that had gone quite insane. Kaya, a geneticist, was his wife, Gabriel, a bomb-expert-turned-nurse with their grandson, little Gabe, Jasmine, a forensic psychiatrist married to Scott, a CPA, joins the two siblings still living at home, Micah, an autistic savant, and Serena, an artist. Together, they uncover a secretive group of people led by the ice lady, whose main goal appears to be to take the Earth's population down from 7 billion to 500 million within the next 10 years. Having infiltrated the governments of most developed countries and released an airborne anti-fertility virus, the Brotherhood succeeded in enforcing a zero. In the meantime, the economy of the U.S. tank, the government sells all citizens who have debt into slavery within a system so harsh that civil disorder breaks out. Serenity Retreat is forced to become a slave labor camp, and the family is compelled into special service to save the center, their tribe, the United States, and humanity from extinction. And if you thought retirement was simply about money, then this book will change your mind. Finally, we have a new sponsor we want to welcome to the show, Audio Bookworm Promotions. If you're looking for a listen, adopt, don't shop for your next audio book favorite. The Adopt an Audiobook program has new releases and audio books of every genre. All audio books are free to interested reviewers. Again, ladies and gentlemen, they are free to interested reviewers. If you listen to the book, you got to review the book. You simply listen and share your thoughts. That's audiobookwormpromotions.com forward slash adopt an audio book. Tonight we have a very, very special guest, a man after my own heart. Author and speaker Kenny Weiss is a coach, a speaker, author of Journey to Your Success, host of a weekly podcast by the same name, and founder of the Greatness Movement. Through his own personal journey and nearly 30 years of studying about the role emotions play in our lives and decision-making, Kenny discovered something he calls, quote, the worst day cycle, end quote, which affects us all. Kenny's journey included multiple addictions, two divorces, and bankruptcy, playing two professional sports he never wanted to play, and contemplating suicide. In other words, he has not only studied the process, he has lived it, and he has overcome it. Kenny, welcome to the show, and boy, howdy. Talking about a bucket list of problem-solving in your life, you've got an overload. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thanks, Yvonne. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's pretty much the normal American life, right? I mean yeah. that's kinda I mean you know, it's like you kind to go, Oh, is that it? I mean, that's kinda how we all live. I mean we're all struggling in some form. I mean, maybe not so many addictions and things like that, but um at least it's been my experience. I've yet to meet a person who's not in pain in some form and, and we just have a, a system, a you know, really a way of living that promotes it and no real answers on how to get out of it and you know that was I kept trying to figure out why am I such a train wreck <laughs> <And> <laughs> so I, I kind of put some put some pieces together that I just some things I haven't heard people talk about or or you know lots of As anybody in this field we steal from everybody as we learn but I added on to some things that I I hadn't seen others you know either discover or talk about or Emphasize and and I I feel like I found some pieces um, that I know really help me and then, you know, help the clients and, and the people that I work with.
2: Well, what I have found is not only does society promote it, but we encourage the pharmaceutical companies to make billions on our misery.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, well, think of it when we're a victim. Look at everything we get. Now everyone says, oh, no, 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 I hate this. I hate this bad relationship. I hate this bad job. I hate this bad friendship. I hate all of it. It's baloney. We love it. Look at all we get uh-huh. from it. Look at all the, exactly. the, the attention. We don't have to be vulnerable. We get freedom, lack of responsibility. We get everyone. I mean, you post on Facebook and everyone, oh, my God, you poor thing. So we so that's what we don't realize is we're choosing our victimhood because we get so much from it and we get rewarded by it. And then, I mean, you bring up the pharmaceutical industry and there's ample proof that virtually all, you know, health conditions are emotion-based. In other words, you know, if you're taking pills for something, you're all you're doing is uh, topically coding the real issue. I mean, just listen to the side effects on any Uh commercial. I could, I mean, my book talks about, you know, the science behind all of this and it's all, you know, it's all proven and everything, but, you know, we, it rewards, again, it's a simple thing of, I can say I'm sick and therefore I'm powerless, nothing I can do about it and I get rewarded. I get all these, you know, medicines and people take me to the doctor and all these things that, you know, it, again, it's a huge payoff to have all of this pain in our life and, None of us, we were talking off air, none of us are bad and people that you're doing this and stuff, it's just because they don't have the information. We don't teach any of this stuff. I mean, think about it. Every job, everything you do in your life, you have to go to school, take classes, all this stuff. None of us take a single class on how to be a parent, how to have a relationship, or how to deal with our emotions. The three things that guide everything in our life, and the second you mention it, people oh, no, no, I know what to do. Well, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> like, again, we're not bad, but that's part of the defense—the denial mechanism—is oh, yeah, we don't need to look at that. That's not the answer. Well, that's one area, you know, one the one area—you know—one of those are the three areas we just don't deal with. Well, you wonder why any part of your life is off. It's always there. It, it, it starts there.
2: And 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 when we finally get the courage to literally rip that band-aid off of the wound and we expose ourselves to ourselves it it it's like the shock effect understand then what to do with that flood of of denial and emotions and conflict and and resolution and stopping blaming others and and learning how to say okay this is who I am this is where I'm at and this is how I'm going to get where I want to go but bare, literally, mentally, emotionally, and physically strip myself bare, examine myself, turn around and say, okay, do I want to continue being a victim within my own life, or do I want to say, I am a survivor, I own my mistakes, I own my bad decisions, but that doesn't define me. All that does is help me take the next step. It becomes a guidepost and not a hitching post.
0: Yeah, and that's that's why I wrote the book and started the greatness movement. It's really the ultimate self-discovery process because as I, you know, was trying to figure this stuff out on my own, I kept seeing gaps in it. And there isn't, we can't address these issues unless we know ourselves. And two-thirds of the population doesn't even feel; they're they're not even aware of what they feel. That's a statistical average that's been around for ever and so if you don't even know what you feel you don't know who you are and yet most people you know the the self-help stuff it's very topical but it doesn't give you the process to strip yourself apart so you can discover who you are and without that information i don't care what you pursue i mean you want to look at let's just look at athletes uh business people um, actors and actresses the plethora of suicides and addictions and all of that you know the so-called success that we all seek once we get it we're not fulfilled because it's not who we really are or what we want but we're not aware of that because again we're not taught any tor- sort of self-awareness process well without that information how how could we end up any different and so that's really what I discovered is you can't Succeed, and 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 I'm not talking about the accumulation of wealth and and um, power and status, which we acute, you know, we we all attribute that success. But that's why people, once they get all those things, and realize, oh, I'm still empty. Mm-hmm. Success, is, the true success or greatness, is you know, regardless if you have those things or not, you're at peace with yourself. It's not contingent on those outside forces. It's an internal process. But we've been taught an external process, that this is how you live your life is externally, but the answer is internally. And our, our answer to the internal has always been, you know, especially with the feelings, don't talk about it, don't deal with it, and by God, don't you dare mention it to anybody. Well, that's the answer. We have to go in the one direction. We've all been told not to go but again nobody's shown us that path and that's why the book is called journey your journey to success because it's a journey to just, to discover all the subtle ways that we've learned these you know false coping skills um that keep us from who we really are and what we really want and what i call our greatness
2: and and denial is a wonderful place to be because denial is the river in Egypt. That's one of my favorite sayings. Denial is a river in Egypt. In other words, as long as we can stay in denial of what is going on within us, then we can put this mask on to the world and we can become the envy of others, which in turn makes us feel better on the surface. But internally, it's the loneliest place to be.
0: Yeah, my experience, uh, what I, I see is the single greatest killer in society is denial. Um, it's the source of all health issues, relationship issues, business issues. I don't any any area of society. It's denial. Denial as children. Denial is a wonderful coping skill because, again, none of our parents are bad, but no one taught them, so they all abuse us in some fashion. There isn't. Here's what I know too: is anybody out there listening? who says, "Oh, my childhood was great." That tells me how much pain you're in because it's not possible that you weren't affected in some way because even if, I mean, take your job, say you're a 30-year veteran of whatever career you're in, you still screwed up today. Well, your parents didn't take a single class, so they had to have screwed up and hurt you. And until we drop out of that denial and become an expert, in all the pain that we've been through and the ways we stuffed it, denied it, minimized it, suppressed it, and now we're reliving it. Like I talk about in my book, I know by your career what your childhood was like. You'll pick a certain career, like if you're in real estate. People who are in real estate, there's a simple reason. Their home was completely unstable at home. Whether they moved at critical time or moved a lot, there was some sort of instability. So they're just reliving that instability. The reason we do all this stuff in in our relationships and everything is when we were originally victimized or, you know, trauma, abused, whatever you want to call it. You can even pick a softer word if you want. Um, We lost our inherent power, our inherent gift of who we are. We became powerless. And so now we choose our careers, our hobbies, just like I talk about, the pro sports and everything. They were self-victimizing. I was trying to reconcile what I went through as a kid, issues with my older brother and my father, but they work against us, and that's why everybody's on pills and in so much pain because we're not addressing what's really going on. And, and again, in part because we don't, no one's laid out. Look, I like my book will show you your career, your relationship, all these things. These are a window into where your pain is and how to find it. And therefore, how to reconcile it so you can walk in your greatness, you can walk in peace, you can walk in the life you were meant to live.
2: And and there are tools to break the cycles, and it does become a cycle, and it's a generational cycle, because our children learn what we were taught, what our parents were taught, what our grandparents were taught, and it, it comes down through the generation. And we have to learn that at some point in order to be better rounded and to be able to be mentally and emotionally healthy, we have to break the cycle. And the first step in breaking the cycle is understanding that it happened, it was not our fault, and we don't have to keep carrying it around.
0: Yeah, that's very true, and and it, it's a human dynamic. The cycle that I describe, it's not a personality assessment like I, you know, all my clients, you know, they've taken whether it's the DISC profile or the Myers-Briggs. As you work on the cycle that I talk about, all those person personality assessments shift because any personality assessment is just an expression of how you're operating the cycle that I discuss and that I put forth in my book, and. It's also, the reason it's a human dynamic and not just specific to certain people is, one, how the brain and body work. And I describe how the brain and body work. The brain doesn't know right from wrong. It knows known versus unknown. So it seeks to repeat what it knows. Even if you, everyone listening, I, bad relationship, career, they're parts of your life. You can just sit through today and you're going, I know I should stop this, whatever, you know, X may be in your life. You can logically think and go, yeah, this isn't good for me. But the thought of changing it feels uncomfortable. That's because your brain's going, whoa, 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 whoa. I know logically this is killing me. But the mere suggestion of doing something new sends our brain into fight, flight, or freeze. Our amygdala clicks on and that shuts the blood flow off to the front of our brain and so we stay stuck. We keep the cycle going. I mean, it's much more elaborate than that, but I'm trying to give a simplified view of it and so we keep repeating this stuff and we've done it for centuries. It's been passed down for generations because of how the brain and body works. Now it doesn't have to stay that. What I show is how you can shift that cycle. We can, as a society, create a new cycle and that's what the greatness movement is all about is here's the, the, the plan of how we as a species can shift the neural pathways which define how we live our life and how the brain and body works. This is the process to create that fundamental shift in society so that we don't have to keep our brains will seek a different repetitive pattern than the one we've been doing for centuries.
2: And, and Kenny, would it also be fair to say that once we understand that we need to change that, whatever it is, it's got us entrapped that It is a Number one, it's a challenge. Number two, it's an effort. And number three, if we don't understand that it becomes an effort and a challenge and we're willing to step up to that challenge and make that effort, the brain says, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow.
0: Well, here's what I discovered is staying where we are. Well, let me say that differently. What happens is as we sit and contemplate change, We project an image of how much pain it will be because it's new, and that's what our brain does. So we project, oh, my God, all this pain, all this trouble. But daily, we're living in constant pain. But since we live in it daily, we don't register it. Remember, two-thirds of the population doesn't even feel. So they think they're comfortable. Oh, life isn't so bad. I can put up with this because they're not in conscious awareness of how much pain they're in. And what I discovered is once you turn towards all that past and pain and everything, what that really is is discomfort. When you you experience, I love what Pia Melody says. She calls it joy pain because as you start to uncover this stuff, I mean, there were times, sure, I was crying my eyes out as I dealt with all this stuff. But the relief, I mean, I'm bawling. I'm like, God, this feels so good. To get it out where it's sitting in it day after day repeating the marriages I was in, the careers I was in, all that stuff that's true pain but we don't, but again our brain doesn't know that, we don't have a life experience that teaches us that and so that's the whole point of trying to create this shift in, so that the the brain and body starts to see wait a minute, no it's the opposite of everything we've been taught, the, the direction is you know, what I'm you know, uh, um, promoting versus what society has always been—you know—selling us um, throughout our lives. So, the the actual process is what I call discomfort, while staying in where where we are. That's true pain.
2: And and back to what society has always taught us. Television is a great propagandist because every commercial yeah. that we see, every show that we see propagates, okay, if you take this pill, you drink this wine, you go eat at this restaurant, you get in this relationship or diamonds or girl's best friend, or you get hymns for hair loss or whatever it is, we believe that that is the be-all to end-all to make us great and to make us successful and to make us not feel that emotion or to even change our way of life. We just go out and get more stuff.
0: Yeah, that's like I was saying earlier, we've been taught an external process, not an internal one. The solutions we're all given is go put a Band-Aid on top of it with this. And and it's always something external outside of us. And that's why we go from hair loss treatment to wine to whatever the next Band-Aid is. Um, because it's always we're always looking outside of us for the answer. And, again, that would be the societal dynamic and everything that I talk about of the answers. in Virtually everything we've been taught as far as how to live our life, the answer is in the opposite. And we just don't know it. And that's why I'm trying to get the information out there. So it's like because you have to recognize, too, the way the brain and body works. Every bit of information we take in, sight, sound, touch, all of it, we have an emotional reaction first. Like everyone tries to change the way we think, but thoughts are a byproduct of what you feel. It's that's why a lot of the information out there doesn't work because they're trying to get you to think and talk positive. But did you play any sports growing up or anything like that, or did you do any athletics? I
2: not not organized sports. I grew up playing. Okay. Sandlot baseball and sandlot football with the kids in the neighborhood because I didn't okay. like organized sports. They bored me.
0: All right. How about you took, you've took taken tests in your life, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Many, many. Tests.
0: Okay. You, you, you Everyone has had this experience, whether it's sports or tests or a job interview or whatever. They walk in beforehand, before it even starts, and they go, I'm going to kill it. I'm gonna nail this. They just feel it. They're like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock this out of the park, and they do. Now we've also had the converse experience where we've studied, we've practiced, we've done all of it, and we're we'll walking and going, this isn't gonna go well. Uh, I don't know what's up, but this is bad. We feel bad, mm-hmm. and that's what drives our behavior. is feelings, not thoughts. Well, those feelings are a byproduct of things we've experienced in our past and until you become an expert in what's driving that feeling and learn how to shift it your thoughts won't change that's why for the most part everyone in this industry is you know pushing positive thought and and I I would never say don't do it but it primarily doesn't work because you have to learn how to shift the way you feel well to be able to shift the way you feel you'd have to understand before you walk into that event why am I having this feeling where does it come from What triggered it, you know, there's a process to discovering all that. Well, once you discover it, like when it happens to me, I have a checklist because now I know there's a couple basic reasons I get out of whack. And now that I know that process, I know how to shift it. Well, then my outcomes get different because I'm able to shift the way I feel, which changes the way I think, which creates a different action and, you know, becomes a cascading effect. And so again, it's it's uh, because of how the brain and body works, and we're all emotion-driven, not thought-driven. We just need this information to know how it works. And the other problem, like for a lot of people listening right now, I already know that there's quite a bit of the audience shutting me off, going, nope, he's full of it, don't even want to listen to him. And the reason that's happening is the second we hear new information of any kind, take it site, uh, through any form, it immediately triggers our amygdala because that's our fear center that goes, wait a minute, I don't know this. And our brain goes, I don't have anything to categorize this against my life experience. And so therefore this is a threat to me as a person. And so it shuts the blood flow off to the front part of their brain. They can't think they've already gone into denial about what I'm talking about because it threatens them as an organism. And so that's, part of the point of me trying to do interviews and everything was I want to break down people's amygdala enough so that they can actually process the information and make that change. So that's a, you know, a lot of people just don't realize that's, that's why we can't change. It's an emotional reaction to anything new we will shy away from, but we've all been told, you know, these certain scripts, whether it's prescriptions or, or messages that this is how the world works So when someone like myself who's talking about something completely different There will be a natural inclination to pull away from it And, and you know, my book gets into more detail of why you would do that And so that's why you know, I try and get this stuff out there as much as possible Because I'm trying to break down people's amygdala enough So that they're not in so much fear And so they can move towards that
2: change And we fear that which we don't understand. And with that, we're going to take a real quick break, pay some bills. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my wonderful, wonderful guest, author and speaker, Kenny Wise. And I ask you all to stay with us because this show is only going to get better. You thought the first half was great. Wait till we get on to the second half. We will return very shortly.
1: Horses See Ghosts. A new poetry book by Gannot Wise. It's been called Poetry for the Rest of Us. Amazon.
0: Do you have cougars on your porch swing? (coughs) Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinnwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree it's a hoot. A struggling
1: city, its beloved baseball team. An antique camera.
0: And photos from that camera that bear an image from the pit of hell. An entity only a select few can see. Journalism professor Buddy Cullen is determined
1: to track this demon down. But who is the hunter and who is the prey? And who will be the next target of mankind's mortal foe? Mortal Foe. Available at Amazon.com.
2: This is Winona and Jade inviting you to join us. And our wonderful guests on the And I Thought Women's Cave podcast. On Blog Talk Radio to learn more about our books, the And I Thought series, and the Misfit Guides. They're available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. Or just to see what your ladies are up to, you can find all of that out on www.andwethought.com. Dot com. So peace and love from Winona and Jade and our books. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly. silly. You silly. Remember Did you write that? That's funny. <laughs> Remember to visit us at andwethought.com. The year
1: 1888. The place, London's East End. Dead and mutilated bodies are popping up all over, from Stamford to Whitechapel. Jack the Ripper is leaving his mark, and the city's on edge. Yvonne Mason is back with a tale of murder and millinery. The Rhodes Hat Factory is booming while the body count rises. Why now? How are these hats connected? Has the Hatter gone mad? Mad Hatter, Yvonne Mason Available now on Amazon.com.
2: And we are back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest author and speaker, Kenny Wise, And we're talking about the greatness movement and how we don't understand the dynamic of ourselves, so we wind up being in denial and miserable. And before the break, I said that our greatest... Fear is the unknown, and we can add to that that our greatest fear is knowing how imperfect we are. Kenny, explain that, because most people go, "What the hell are you talking about? I'm not imperfect." Kenny, are you with me? Hello. Can you can you uh, hear we, me? Yes, i Can you hear me?
0: Yep, I think I accidentally hit the mute button. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I'm going Sorry about that. That's okay. There's there's a couple things here. This is one of the ways where I will go a step deeper than what I've seen other people. And, And so I want to talk about fear for a second. First of all, right now the biggest buzzword out there is stress. You know, stress in our health, stress, everything. Well, this is one of the ways we're in denial, stress and anxiety the clinical definition of both stress and anxiety is fear so if you ever feel stressed you are in white hot fear but what it see this is how we self victimize this is the whole point of what i'm talking about if i tell you i'm stressed what does it mean well i must be working 200 hours a week i if i was married i take my wife out on five romantic dates if i have kids i volunteer 30 hours a day in their classes i have a personal trainer i work out 5 hours a day cuz because self-care is important to me. I sleep 10 hours a day. In other words, I'm stressed because I'm so much better than you. I do so much more than you. right? It's a falsely empowering term that keeps us in denial so we don't have to deal with the real issue, which is I'm scared to death. Now, here's the other thing. When I hear people talk about fear, they don't define it. They just say, oh, push through it. Well, fear is always one of three things. It's either the fear of rejection the fear of inadequacy, in other words, I don't have the skills, tools, or knowledge to do something, or the fear of powerlessness. So, what I do in my book and in the Greatness Movement is I give you the tools. Okay, if you're feeling stressed or anxious, one, get in reality, you're in white hot fear. Now, are you fearing rejection? If you are, that's self esteem work because you're looking outside of yourself for validation. So, here's the list of things you do to deal with your fear of rejection. If it's inadequacy, It means you don't think you have the skills, tools, or knowledge. That's the easiest fear to fix. Just go become an expert. I mean, we have all had that experience. We start a new job. We don't know the office politics or how the computer works. We just go learn the systems, and that fear goes away. Now, powerlessness is, is the most prevalent and the most difficult. Powerlessness comes from a lack of control, and we generally do that by giving ourselves away. And what that means is, because none of us have been taught what our needs and wants are because as children, we had to do whatever our parents said. We say yes to everything. We don't know how to say no. And so we agree to things that go against our morals and values. Like your intro, you went, you had to go along with things and, and be something you weren't. And that's how we set up our powerlessness. And so like I'll, I'll – You know, here's a a great example of it. Everyone's been in a relationship or even somebody at work and they've turned to their girlfriend or their, their buddy and said, you know, I've been doing A, B, C, and D for this person and they won't even do Y for me. Well, that's an example of how we set up our own powerlessness. What that tells me is you gave yourself away. You went and did A, B, C, and D in the hopes of manipulating out why from them? Because we've been taught a codependent dynamic on how to have relationships, so we're constantly bartering with people, and we do things in the hope we'll get something, and when we don't, then we get upset with them. Well, that's not their fault. We said that we made ourselves powerless, we made ourselves afraid, we made ourselves the victim by pursuing that. Again, none of us know this. We just we're taught that's how you love somebody. It's not. It's incredibly manipulative. And no love can work in that. And we're told, well, love unconditionally. Well, people don't know how to love unconditionally because really the most healthy and loving thing you can say to somebody, which is what you did, you got your power back when you said, no, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to take your belief systems. I'm going to forge my own because you stopped giving yourself away. That's your whole program is you learned how to say no. And that's loving. And so – you know, that's where that fear, you mentioned it, as you know, our greatest fear is the unknown. Well, I just described where those fears come from. And so when you have that, those keys, which I've never heard anyone ever talk about as far as how to deal with your fear. Well, now I have an actual plan. Whenever I feel afraid, here's the process. And that's what I mean. The book and the greatness movement is all about a self-discovery process. So you go, oh, if this is what's happening, this is what I go do. Versus the canned phrase of, oh, just push past it. That doesn't work. I mean, we've all had that experience of laying in bed, sitting there thinking about, I know if I go do this, this, and this, my life will get better. But we can't do it because we don't have these questions and this you know, ability to process through. How do we get past that feeling of not wanting to do it? And that's what I show you how to do in several different ways. That's just one
2: of them of how to address fear. And one could also say that when we, we have that flight, fight, or freeze mode and in, in that fear, say it, a problem arises. Say something happens out of the ordinary and it slaps us in the face like a two-by-four and we're going, we're running around like a chicken with its head cut off because it's not something we expected. We don't have an instant answer. And so the brain freezes. If we take a minute and step back and say, wait, For every problem, there is always a solution. I just have to think it through.
0: Well, to be able to get to thought and think it through, we have to be able to overcome the emotion. Remember how the brain works. The amygdala, fight, flight, or freeze, all blood flow shuts down to the front part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex where all thought is and solutions are, are accessed. Well, until you know how to manage the emotion that's creating the fight, flight, or freeze, you can't get to the solution. And that's what I mean. There's, that, there's the missing step, and that's what I show is here's how you get to that process so you can do exactly what you're saying. Instead of being caught up by the emotion of the problem, you can conquer the emotion so that you can move towards the solution.
2: And, and one thing you always say, which which I I found today, and, and I agree with it so much, you, I'm going to tape it on every wall in my house, and that is, you say, greatness is our own gift. Now, explain that to our audience who might not understand that it doesn't mean you have to be the next, next rocket scientist or the next person on the moon or the next billionaire. Greatness is within us.
0: Yeah, that's why I separate out. There's a difference between success and greatness. We've all been taught to chase success. And success, like I said, is an external process, and that's why it's hollow. It doesn't fulfill us. Greatness is our inherent purpose and our inherent gift. And what happens to all of us, because none of us have been raised by parents who didn't hurt us, in that moment we you know, it's not always just our parents. Sometimes there's abuse from relatives or coaches, or but there's been a there's been moments in our childhood where our inherent gift, our inherent essence, was taken from us, and that's the moment we lose access to our greatness. And so you you know greatness can be a bricklayer. It's not that you you know are a politician or actor. You know well, again those are as you know, societal. Mm-hmm. greatness is a, a gift that's inherent to you and it's what you're meant to walk in in your life and bring to the world around you it's bigger than you but because of the societal dynamic of pushing an outward dynamic none of us achieve that internal sense of greatness of purpose of oh my god that's why. i mean for years they've been doing studies only seven percent of the population is truly fulfilled at work it's like i talked about in my book that's because 93% of the population is reliving their abuse in their work. They're not walking in their greatness. They don't know what it is, who they really are and what they really want. And so that's the process of, you know, the self-discovery process is to get back to that inherent greatness, that inherent purpose you were meant to live with. I know right now if I ask most of the audience, what are your needs and wants? What do you want, really want out of life? Most people would say, I don't know they don't know and that's 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 the process here when you do when you work backwards and work through this process you discover that and that's where you define your you, you end up finding your greatness and so that's where the peace comes from you're not chasing an outward dynamic it's an inward process and when you walk in that then everyone around you benefits from that not just yourself
2: and with that comes the the contentment and the peace of where you exactly. are in life, because you understand yeah. what your your purpose is yours. You own it. It doesn't belong yeah. to anybody, else and they can't steal it without your permission.
0: Yeah, well, and and but kind of like I was saying, because we haven't been shown a lot of those comments or a lot of those descriptions sound like um, almost you know, the, the out-of-body experiences. They're just this, it's kind of a fantasy of, God, that sounds wonderful, but how do I get it? That's what I found in my own process as I was trying to figure me out. I'm like, yeah, this this is great. I, I understand. Well, here's a perfect example, belief. I read countless books on how to believe in yourself. They were wonderful books. All these people whose lives were miserable, didn't believe in themselves. One day they got belief, and their lives turned around. Everything was great. As I closed each and every book, I went, well, they never told me how to believe in yourself. They just said every story was then they believed in themselves. Well, this is I kept noticing this gap throughout this industry where they would just use the words but not describe the process. And I, I, I basically gave you the example earlier of taking a test or playing a sport. All belief is is when your feelings match your thoughts now the key is what we haven't been taught is how to change the way we feel and that's what creates certainty and that's what creates the comfort like you were just saying about regardless of where i am i'm okay with me i'm at peace with myself that's a feeling process that's not a thought process listen to anybody as they describe for those of you listening pay attention over the next 24 hours how many times everybody in your life describes the way they feel? They're, they're trying to say, so what do you think about that? And they'll describe their feelings as they tell They won't tell you their thoughts, but they're completely disconnected from the way they feel. And so the greatness process, all of that is learning to get in touch with that feeling aspect. And that once that lines up with your thoughts, then you're in harmony with yourself. That's the ultimate knowing. That's the true gut feeling of who we are and what we want to be. And so it's, you know, there, again, there's a process to learn. I had to learn it. I had to teach it. To, I mean, I worked with counselors and, and worked my tail off. But eventually the final piece is I had to teach to myself of, wait a minute, once I got the science and everything and put it all together, I'm like, oh, this is the actual process to do it.
2: And and that segues into something else you said, which is success isn't a isn't arriving at something, it is a process you continue. Explain yeah. that to the folks that are scratching their head going, what is she talking about?
0: Well, I, I had a great experience. I was out riding my bike, um, and, you know, on bikes now, your feet clip in, right? And so uh-huh. I came to a stoplight, and I unclip my left foot, and I'm leaning on it, you know, busy intersection. And I don't know why, but for some reason, I decided to lean towards my right side. Well, my right foot's clipped in, so I just fell right over, and I'm just (laughs) flailing away. I'm stuck underneath my bike, and, you know, it's like a picture of an octopus in a tree, right? They're just stuck. Well, eventually, I get myself back up, and and just as the light turns green, and I start pedaling through, and I went, oh, my God. I realized something. I went, I started to get this incredible, like, chills through me. I went, I can't believe it. I didn't want, because normally when something like that happens, we embarrass ourselves. What do we do? We, we we would have looked at the bike and go, okay, what's wrong with the bike? We want to communicate to everybody, there's something wrong with the bike or something outside of me made that happen, right? I would, I would have been concerned by what's going on around me instead of owning it myself. And I realized, oh my God, I had absolutely no shame and embarrassment. I didn't even get up and look to see if anyone noticed. It never crossed my mind. And I went, that's success. But as I kept cuddling, I went, wait a minute. Success, you accomplish something. And so I finished my bike ride. I went in. I looked up the definition of success, and I saw opulence, wealth, power, status. I'm like, yeah, that's not it. And anyway, as, as often happens with me, I just left it alone. And a couple weeks later, I went back in, and I pulled the definition up again, and I scrolled down a little bit further. And I saw the Latin root. And the Latin root for success is succedere. And the definition for succedere is to come close after. And it hit me. Oh, my God, we bastardized the true meaning of success. We've turned it into this thing you, you accomplish or you get. Succedere isn't that. You never arrive at anything. You just come close after. So when I fell down on my bike, all I did was get better. At not shaming and abusing myself. It, you know, fail, there's no such thing as failure. We just get closer. We come close after. But again, in the, the English language in, in America and throughout the world, we've changed success to this arrival point. And, and that's why so many people are miserable, because once they arrive, they're still empty. They didn't get what they thought they were going to get from it, and, because they're chasing the wrong thing. They're not chasing succedereg. And succedere is a lifelong process. We never arrive. We just come close after each piece of it, whatever that piece may be.
2: I love it. I absolutely – and that is so, so true. When I hear people say, well, he's a self-made man or she's a self-made woman, I'm thinking to myself, she's not self-made. He's not self-made. They're still on the journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm still a train wreck. I'm just a better train wreck than I used to be. That's all.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, like I'm not like people think. You know, it's like you know, I I I I have an impact on a lot of people and all this difference. But people will tend to go, oh, you've got it all figured out. Well, I, for, the difference is is when my life gets out of whack, I know why and I know what to do with it. Also, my highs and lows are, are, are you know, I'm pretty down the middle. It's something bad to ha well, in my life, nothing's ever bad. The second something so-called bad happens, I get excited. I go, okay, I, I did this to teach myself something. What is it? Pay attention. Like, I don't, I don't have bad experiences because I no longer play the victim. So if somebody, you know, bombs me on Facebook with some comment or something, I just see opportunity because it's just a different outlook. So am I still a mess? You bet I'm a mess. I'm just a better mess than I used to be. That's all. And and so you get a comfort in that. You start to realize, see, there's beauty in that. Think of that. Like some people, you know, they, they don't want anyone to know what a mess they are. But think of how lucky I am. People will come up to me and, and say, like, you're disgusting. You're a sex addict. You're a love addict, spending addict. You're I just throw all these things at me. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, you really care about me. You see all of me. Like, that's awesome. Like, where's the problem here? Like, that's a compliment. You care enough to destroy, to dig into my life and see how absolutely, brutally imperfect I am, and you see all of it? Like, that's that's awesome. Like, I'm free. I don't have to hide anymore. Everyone else is hiding. They don't want you to know how imperfect they are. Well, once I found out, how absolutely manipulative and awful I am, I was set free. And that's, we've been told the opposite. But Remember I said earlier, the answer mm-hmm. to life has been the opposite of what we've all been told. Go find out what a train wreck you are, and your life opens up to you. Everything comes to you. So the, the, all the things you've been chasing fall in your lap. You don't have to be a grinder, or as I call it in the book, the night philosophy of just go do it. It doesn't work. The answer's in the opposite, but no one's shown us that path. And that's, you know, I could go on and on, but I know we're running out of time. But the point is this. The second I dropped out of denial and the more I confront my denial and see how absolutely imperfect I am, the happier my life gets and the more things come to me, that's the answer. It's it's the opposite of what we've all been told.
2: And with that being said, because we we are down to our last five minutes, I told you, ladies and gentlemen, this hour would simply fly by. Will you come back?
0: I'd love to. Of course, anytime. As you can tell, I like to talk.
2: (laughs) Well, and you have a lot to say. We could do this for hours. We can tell the folks where you can be found, how they can get in contact with you, and where they can find your book.
0: You betcha. We'll start with the book. The book is available on Amazon in all three formats, from Kindle to Audible to paperback. And again, the name of the book is Your Journey to Success, How to Accept the Answers You Discover Along the Way. So that's the first place to start. I also have a YouTube channel with over 140-some videos, so lots of free information there on different topics. Anything um, that interests you, you can find it there. I do a weekly podcast show. You can add me as a friend on Facebook. It's a live calling show too, so people call in and ask me questions. So just look for Kenny Weiss on Facebook and send me a friend request, and and call in anytime. Uh, let's see the websites. My coaching website is uh, www.coachkennyweiss.com. coachkennyweiss. com. You can find out more about what I do there, and then the Greatness Movement, which is separate from that because. You know, while I'm starting this, it is somewhat about me. The whole point of the Greatness Movement is for it to become bigger than me. It, it, it has to start with me because I'm teaching these principles, but eventually my goal is I'm just a footnote. And um, so I run greatness groups and do events based, you know, that are tied to that, and that's www.thegreatnessmovement.com. So those are just some of the ways you can reach out to me. Or send me, if you have any questions uh, on anything, you can email me directly at Kenny at CoachKennyWeiss.com. And the spelling of the last name is W-E-I-S-S, as in Sam.
2: And, and ladies and gentlemen, he's amazing. And, and Kenny, thank you. Don't hang up when the show goes dark, but I want to thank you so, so much for spending an hour with me. Because like you, I believe that change begins with me. And I yeah. can't expect others to take that step if I'm not first willing to take it myself. And believe you me, I have had to do the internal digging and strip myself bare and, and look at myself through a different lens. And it's not always been painless. At times, it's been very, very painful. But we me still working on that, ladies and gentlemen. Like Kenny, I'm still a train wreck. With that yeah. being said, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for joining us tonight. And as you all know, there's several things I say when we close the show. One of them is people will forget your name. They will forget what you look like. They'll forget what you're wearing, but they never, ever, ever will forget how you've made them feel. And I I want to thank all of y'all because y'all have all made me feel important and special and unique. And each and every one of you are important special and unique so on your journey through life know there's others taking a journey and they need that feeling from you also ladies and gentlemen and you know I say this every night if you want to achieve greatness in your life stop asking permission because when you ask permission no one will give it to you give your tell your children to be great they are unique Allow them their greatness. Love them, like them, teach them that they are, they are enough. And we all are a train wreck, but that's okay. <laughs> we will make it. We will get through it, and we will be better for it. Trust me. But the change begins within you. In the last 30 seconds, Kenny, if you got got some, some sage wisdom,
0: Well, to me, if you want peace, turn towards your pain. It's it's the only answer. Turn towards it because your greatness is literally your paper thin away from it. As soon as you turn towards it, it's right on the other side of it. You're that close to it.
2: And ladies and gentlemen, check Kenny out because I promise you, the, the things that are weighing on you now, they won't weigh on you anymore. I want to thank you again for joining us. We will be back again tomorrow night with author David Hoof. He has been on the show before. I think he's got some new books out. We'll find out what's going on in his life. Thank you for your continued support. Kenny will come back. I promise he'll get a following on this show and they'll be beating down the doors. wanting him to be back so they can hear some more of his sage advice and wisdom. Just Love yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Like yourselves. Understand we're all flawed, but that doesn't make us not worthwhile because we all are the thread of our future and our present. Until tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, I am your host, Yvonne Mason, here at Off the Chain with my guest, author, and speaker, Kenny Weiss. And we're saying good night. Okay, we're off the air, so but anything we say will show up in the archive part of the show. But I wanted to tell you that once we get off the computer and I shut the show down, it will archive. I will post the archived show on my page. I'm gonna tag you in it and, and my gift to you, my friends, is to give you this show not only from Blog Talk Radio, but tomorrow I put it up on podcast.com, Podcast Garden, SoundCloud, Spreaker. It also goes up on iHeartRadio, Fm iTunes, Tune In Radio, YouTube and um Spotify. Okay. So and, and reverb Nation. But I will Is post there, the like, link.
0: Some pla some shows like have a I don't know, a link or something like so then I can post it on LinkedIn and, and yeah. Instagram so I can cross promote you. Like they'll email me a a basic link or something, and I'm not am I'm I'm not computer savvy. I, I'm an idiot. I know people, I don't know machines. <laughs> and
2: well, what so I if what something
0: is, like that. You can email me. That way, I can cross promote you.
2: Every every show that every podcast that I put it up on, I will send you the link.
0: Perfect. Great. And then that way because, I can get some people back. You know, oh uh, absolutely. The, the people that know me, they'll know that that way they can know you.
2: And and this helps you, my friend, because this is how we're sure. heard in over two hundred countries and over two hundred thousand listeners and we're growing every day. And um I want to bring you back after the first of the year, uh, say February or so. And and let's get deeper into this. By then I'll have your book and I will have read it and I can talk more intelligently about the steps it takes to become a better me, a better you, a better change in our world and it's like you said the change starts with me
0: yeah exactly well I'd love to come on anytime that works for you
2: sweet thank you And you thank so, you so, so much, much for
0: having me I really appreciate it
2: well and our hour went by so fast
0: <laughs> yeah it always does doesn't
2: it <laughs> it does and, and <laughs> thank you for posting your videos because I do watch them oh great thank you and I, and and right now I I I need that positive reinforcement and I appreciate it very very much.
0: You're very welcome. I'm glad it's a help.
2: It is, my dear. So, until I I will send you some dates and I'll get these links up and I will talk to you later.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have a great day.
2: You too, honey. Thank you. All bye-bye. Right, bye-bye.